Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I'm a mindset coach and public speaker, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. Today's episode is all about learning to feel that feeling of worthiness and knowing that you are worthy just because you are. You are good enough, right? There's something you have to do to be worthy and redefining failure. Now, the two for me go hand in hand a lot with perfectionists because perfectionists make failure mean something about their worth, right? If you fail, you do something imperfectly, then you are not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough, fast enough, whatever. And therefore, ultimately, you feel like you're not worthy of love and acceptance. It's really a big root of perfectionism. So I want to spend this time together today really talking about how I have redefined failure for myself and the steps that you can take to start redefining it for you and the fundamental beliefs you need to start instilling instead to stop making failure mean something about your worth. So you're not afraid of it. So you're more willing to go after these big, scary goals you have so you can live your dream life. And then ultimately, if failure occurs, which it's pretty much guaranteed, right? We all fail. Then you don't make it mean something about you. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough or you're not meant to have that job or business or lifestyle, whatever. It's just, you know, this bump in the road. It's just a learning opportunity and really talking through how we can start to reframe that, or at least uh, the visuals that I have put in my mind that have worked for me. So, Before we go in any further, I I just want you to think about someone that you admire in your life. Um, You know, maybe it's an entrepreneur you really look up to if you're a business owner, right? Maybe it's, you know, someone in sports or movies, a parent, whatever. And I want you to think about what you admire about them, right? And, you know, often the people we admire aren't perfect. And often the people we admire, we admire them because they have failed time and time again, but they continue to get back up and continue pushing forward. And I want to draw that to your awareness because we often beat ourselves up so much for failing and that we're not good enough. But in reality, we admire people for failure or rather their ability to get back up after they've failed, but we don't think less of them because they've failed, right? Right, like how many times Albert Einstein tried to, you know, invent the light bulb before it worked? No one is sitting here talking about how many times he failed before he succeeded, right? And so I want you to remember that, that you look up to people and you admire them for their strength and their perseverance and apply that same admiration and respect and grace and kindness to yourself on your journey, whatever that journey may be and whatever it may look like, right? So the first step to all this is unpacking the my work or my achievements equals my worth. This is a really big one for perfectionists. We think that in order to be worthy, that our worthiness is conditional, right? I'm only good enough if I get straight A's. I'm only good enough if I get into medical school. I'm only good enough if my business succeeds, whatever, right? Um, So dismantling that belief is really, really big because it's so deeply ingrained. 
And so I want you to repeat affirmations like my worth does not equal my worth to yourself. I want you to go listen to subliminals on confidence and worthiness and start rewiring that mindset. But I also, to kind of help wrap your conscious brain around it, want to share this with you, right? In terms of worthiness, let's say there's a baby, right? You're looking at this baby. What do you think about when you're looking at this baby? You're not thinking about, mm, are you worthy? Are you not worthy, right? How do I determine if you're good enough or you're worthy? You don't think that at all. Like this baby is inherently worthy just because they're alive. They're a human being. You don't have to do anything. That baby doesn't have to do anything to be worthy, right? Similarly, if there were two babies, you're not going to be like, mm, well, this one's worthy and this one's not for X, Y, Z reason, right? That would be absolutely ridiculous and nobody thinks that way, right? And it's just somewhere along the lines, certain people are taught that their worth is conditional. And that's the first almost red flag I want you to bring up. And right with all limiting beliefs, it's about finding these red flags or poking these holes in our beliefs to start dismantling them, right? If I don't look at babies that way, then why would I look at like an adult that way, right? Like where's the disconnect? And the disconnect is somewhere along the line, someone told you directly or indirectly that your worth was conditional, right? But you know that that's not true. So that in and of itself should help start to dismantle that belief, right? You are worthy just because you are. There's nothing that you have to do in order to be worthy of love and acceptance. Okay, so the first part of the, the reframing failure is to understand that first and foremost, your worth, you are just worthy. It is not attached to any goals, outcomes, or achievements, okay? The second thing I want you to start instilling in yourself, this belief that your success is inevitable, okay? If you don't already fundamentally believe this, you need to start drilling this into your head. This has to be at the core of who you are, that it is not if I will be successful, it is when, right? So repeat affirmations to yourself that, you know, my success is inevitable. I'm always on the right path. My success is inevitable and is needed, right? People, I need to be successful because my gifts, I can share with the world and I can help people. And therefore, by not being successful and holding my gifts and talents and abilities back, I'm being selfish. Mm, what about that one, right? And another one, as long as I keep persisting, I will succeed, right? As long as I persist, I will succeed. As long as I keep showing up and keep trying, I will be successful. I think that one's really good for perfectionists. That's, you know, something my mentor says. Because it does, you know, yeah, our success is inevitable, but it doesn't mean that you're just going to pop out of thin air. You have to get up and keep trying. You have to pick yourself up from these failures, right? And I really want you to instill that belief because if you don't believe you're going to be successful, you're going to have a tendency to use failure as proof that you were right. So if you believe you're not good enough and that you're not worthy and that you're not going to be successful then every time you fail, you're going to say, yeah, that's proof that I'm right. You're going to use it as evidence to believe and further instill the beliefs that it's not possible for you to be successful, right? So the first step is to really fundamentally believe and tell yourself, I'm going to be successful. I don't know when, where, or how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. It is inevitable. 
And I've told you guys this in other podcast episodes where I've had a few like years of just being like, I have no idea what's going on in my life in my quarter life crisis. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was hot mess, but I knew I was going to be successful. I was like, I'm having some issues figuring it out, putting this puzzle piece together, but I know I'm going to put it together eventually and then I'm going to be successful. Period, end of story. Yeah, it was frustrating to get there, but I had no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to be successful. And you need to start instilling that belief as well. So all those beliefs, subliminals, tell yourself the affirmations until that is a fundamental belief that you have, because that will take you so, so very far. As long as you have that belief that you are worthy and that your success is inevitable, those two beliefs alone will allow you to get through a lot of other mindset blocks and other challenges that you face along the way. And then when it comes to actual failure, right? I get this question all the time is how do I not make failure mean something about my worth? And the first step is, like I said, those two things, like understanding that, you know, your success is inevitable and your worth is not tied with your failure. But number two is redefining what failure means to to you. And this is a mic drop moment for a lot of perfectionists because perfectionists believe that like the definition of failure is that definition equals bad, definitely, sorry, (laughs) failure equals bad, failure equals not good enough, right? And so when I bring up the fact that failure is kind of a neutral term and it's just the meaning you apply to it and you can make failure mean, oh, it's just, you know, something that happened and it just is a learning opportunity and failure is a good thing. God forbid, you know, we make failure be a good thing. Our minds explode because we've been so deeply ingrained that failure is bad, right? And so I want you to take a second and think about that, right? Believe it or not, there have been people who are taught that failure is a good thing, right? I heard this story that Sarah Blakely was telling She is the CEO and founder of Spanx. And she said that growing up, her father, every night at the dinner table, would ask her, what did you fail at today? And if she didn't have anything to say, then her father would be disappointed. And when she had something to say, oh, I really failed at baseball and gym class, he would be like, yeah, you go, girl. Like he would hype her up over her failure. And That's really important because what he was teaching her is don't associate pain with not getting it right on the first or second try. Don't associate pain with quote unquote failure. Associate pain and shame with not having tried at all, right? And so that's what I want you to start doing. And it kind of goes back even in episode one, how to motivate yourself to do something, shift pain, shift the pain you associate with failure to the pain of not trying at all. Okay, so that's one tip. But here is how I have started to, you know, reframe failure that has really kind of helped me. And I'm sharing this in the hopes that it helps you. It's kind of a weird visual, but stay with me. Hopefully it will help. So like I said, I fundamentally believe that my success is inevitable. Actually, I fundamentally believe that everyone's success is inevitable as long as they're willing to give it a try. I also have this idea in my brain that 
yes, everyone's going to be successful in different things because we're all unique individuals. And we all have a unique success number. And what I define success number is, is a certain amount of tries we need to hit before we become successful, right? So we all have this success number, but the catch is everyone's success number is different and nobody knows what their success number is. So for example, let's say my success number is 100. That means I have to get up and try 100 times before I'm successful. So even on try 99, I still won't be successful, but on try 100, I will be. My neighbor might have a success number of 12, right? And my neighbor might only have to try 12 times before she's successful, right? And so what this should tell you is two things. Number one, you don't compare yourself to other people because they have a different success number. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's not inherently good or bad, but that's just the way it is, right? So the fact that she did it in 12 doesn't mean I'm any less good, bad, or worthy. My number is 100. I just have to hit 100. Sure, maybe it's frustrating, but it doesn't mean I'm not good enough. It just means I have a higher success number. So I have to just keep going, right? That's it. Don't make it mean anything else. So don't compare yourself to other people who have similar goals to you who've gotten there faster because they have a different success number. And then the second thing that it tells you is that you need to keep trying in order to hit it, right? If I stop after try 50, yeah, I've made progress, but I'm only halfway there, right? If I don't want to do anything because I'm afraid of failure, I'm not going to get one step closer. So I start to view failure as a good thing, that it means growth and learning, because every time I fail, I get one I get one more try-in. I'm one step closer to my success number, right? And you can think about it this way too. Every time you fail, not only are you one step closer because you failed and failing automatically gives you one point on the, on the scale, but sometimes you can get bonus points. And bonus points are when you learn a lesson and then you learn that lesson so you can apply it and skip a few levels. It's almost like if you guys play Mario Kart and you like go over those like things that give you like the speed and you can just like speed ahead for a few minutes. It's kind of like that, right? And I hope this visual <laughs> is making sense, but that's really how I started to reframe failure as a good thing. Cause I was like, well, I know I'm gonna be successful. I just have to keep trying because I'm gonna hit it eventually. As long as I keep getting up, as long as I keep persisting, I will succeed and I want to succeed. So I just have to keep getting up and I'm not going to make failure mean anything bad. Failure is just a scavenger hunt. And I'm picking up clues and maybe I'll get one of those like, you know, things that help me speed up. And so that is how I have looked at failure so that I don't make it mean anything about myself. And I only make it mean that I'm getting closer to my goals. And then I don't compare myself to other people because we're just have different success numbers and that has nothing to do with us or our worth. Right. So I hope that that visual kind of helps you guys, has made sense in your brain. But that is how I started to redefine failure. Another way you can start thinking about this is, I want you to think about if I gave you a bucket of keys, there's 20 keys in the bucket, there's a locked door. 
and I say, you have to open the door. What are you going to do? How are you going to act? You're not going to make the fact that you picked the first 15 keys wrong randomly out of the bucket mean something about yourself. You're going to keep trying. You're not going to be like, well, I picked the wrong key 15 times, so clearly I'm not good enough, and I'm stupid, and I'm dumb, and blah, blah, blah. You're just going to be like, well, I know the key is here. I know my success is inevitable, so I'm just going to keep trying until I open the door because I know it's there. I just have to keep looking for it. I just have to keep trying and I keep finding it. I want you to start going after your dreams and thinking about your actions and your potential failures that way, that your success is inevitable, right? The failures, you don't make it mean something about yourself. You don't make it mean you picked up the wrong key. It's something bad. Oh, I know the key is here. Oh, I know my success is inevitable. I just have to keep going. I just have to keep finding it. And the faster I try a new key, the faster I try something new, the faster I'll be successful. That is how I want you guys to start reframing failure, right? Failure doesn't mean anything about your worth. It doesn't mean anything about how smart you are or how good you are or if you're good enough to do the thing you want to do, right? It has nothing to do with your worthiness. Failure is redirection. Failure is a learning opportunity. When you're failing, you're, you're learning a lesson. So every time you fail, think, what can I learn from that? How can I improve? How can I, you know, learn something and apply it going forward so I can, you know, get there that much faster? Do not make it mean something about yourself. And yeah, when you fail, you can feel bad about it for a minute, right? I'll be the first one who says, like, if I fail at something, I'm not jumping for joy the minute I fail. I'm a human being. And I'm like, damn, that sucks. I wish it would have worked out. But I don't stew in that. I don't let it hold myself back for long. I pick myself up and I try again, right? So allow yourself to feel bad about yourself. Have your, you know, five, 10, whatever amount of minutes that you need, and then pick yourself back up. Remind yourself that your success is inevitable, that you are worthy, and that the only thing standing between you and your success is you. And the only thing you have to do to get there is just to keep trying and that eventually it's going to work. It's not if you will be successful, but when. So that is today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy this podcast and this episode specifically, I would love, love, love if you can leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It truly helps me so much to share this podcast episode on your Instagram stories and tag me. It makes my day. And for anyone who might be interested in working together in private coaching or a couple of the programs I'm offering, which there'll be more information on Instagram, I have a lot of fun things coming up. Feel free to email me, DM me with any questions that you might have, and we can chat about it there. But yeah, I hope you guys have an incredible week. Thanks again for joining and listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye.